on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. We're talking about you, sister. That's right. Yes. We're talking about high-achieving women. Successful women. That's right. You all We're day We're talking long. about you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barron. And I'm Karina Hoyer. And we are so glad that you joined us today, friends, whoop, whoop. to talk about high, talk about yourselves. Yeah, exactly. High achieving Here, and us successful talk about you. women. We're here today, as usual, to talk about women and work and getting some more of that ease, meaning, and joy at work and in your life. We're here on the land of the Coast Salish people. As usual, it is beautiful. Yes, we are. And lovely. And we are ready to go. We're ready to go. Right into the first factoid, actually. Oh, my God. Yeah, interesting uh, first fact of the day is today, March 25th? 5th. Okay, because you know how I am with numbers. Have we been over this before? <laughs> is is equal pay day. And for those of you who listened to our fabulous episode about black women at work, you'll know that equal pay day is the day of the year where women have to work up until in order to make the same amount as a white guy did the year before. So thanks in, for interpreting that. There we go. So in 2021, right, a man earns $50,000 in 2021. And so a woman has to work until March 24th, right, mm-hmm. of the following year, of this year, to make her $50,000. So an extra three months. For the same job. For the same for job. For the same work. Same work. But what's interesting is that's all women combined. If you take a look at the data in the back, in fact, black women have to work until August 3rd. And we talked a little bit about this in our um, Black Women at Work episode, which just as I mean, we really I listened to that again. We really skirted the surface on that. But I just of course we do. You know, we have 40 minutes and it's an enormous topic, but it's so important to do it, to have the conversation, even if we can't even like get enough traction. But yes. August, August 3rd, third, eight months. Wow. Yeah. Almost and, eight months. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to skip over what you just said. Cause I think that is really true for me too. When I heard it again, I thought I'm so proud when we do the shows like that. It makes me feel good that we're able to. You feel good. I feel scared. And, I feel scared and sick. No, I feel scared and sick, <laughs> but I, I also feel good that we, that we have the courage and the fortitude and the support from our listeners to explore mm-hmm. topics like yeah. that. And I also know that it's not a topic that can easily be explored in any kind of a depth at all in, you know, 40 minutes, 40 hours, 40 years. And so we, I feel like did that justice and I, you know, I'm, and I'm proud of our work and I'm really glad we talked about it. Yeah. And there's more and more and more to continue to be done. And, and along those same lines, equal payday for native American women, just if I could offer a few more stats here is actually September 8th. Oh my Of the gosh. following year, it gets worse. Latinas have to work until October 21st for equal to be paid for equal work um, compared to a white man. That is... It's like two years, like in, double the time. Insane to me. And so when we talk of... And then if you overlay anything like um, LGBTQ women or and, um, disabled, I believe the numbers even get more stark. And so because women are... You know, we want to lift all women up. We also Mm -hmm. want to name that it's not, you know. Right. Equal pay day is really not March 24th for most women. No. And until equal pay day for all women is December 31st, we have we are working. Mm -hmm. We're working hard. Yeah. 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 So 
Equal pay day. What are you going to say about what do you, I'm, I'm, I am. I am. <laughs> there's nothing. I'm speechless. Right. I'm like, what do you say about that? That except for really, yeah. really, yeah. really. And, and, and then along the same lines, you know, we know from the research on the show that we're going to record today, women are, women kick ass. Mm-hmm. There we are high achieving every single one of, uh, of the women, whether you're in a position of leadership um, uh, whether you're a positional leader or a non-positional leader, women have a tremendous impact on the workplace and we are kicking ass. Mm-hmm. We are all high achieving in our own ways. Lots of information, lots of data over the 80 some episodes we now have about the impact and contribution of women at work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, ex- it really is extraordinary. And we know even talking about the impact of COVID on women, that not having as many women in the workplace is very problematic. Women leaving to care for children or for parents or for whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. It's really impacting the ability of our economy and our world to be productive. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, in thinking about today's show and thinking about how women show up in the workplace, again, mm-hmm. whether you're a leader or not, a positional leader or a non-positional leader, um, there are some interesting traits and ways that high achieving women experience the workplace and their lives that we're going to dig into today. But first, we should probably define kind of what we mean by high achieving women. So I really struggled with this as we were researching the, for the show. And I was thinking about this because, you know, when you think high achieving success, you think highly skilled, uh, high, high level job, paid well, way up the ladder, all of those things that we think about what success or high achieving is. But I really, for this, for for the purpose of this episode, and frankly, for most purposes, when we talk about success Mm -hmm. or achievement, Mm -hmm. it's more about, you know, we're, I don't think either Karina, you or I are concerned with some outward level, outward definition of success. Mm-hmm. We're more, way more concerned about what people define internally mm-hmm. as their own success, as their own high achievement. Mm-hmm. How are you able to get the most out of yourself to give yourself the best experience at work and frankly in your life? Yeah. And what's interesting is that when we, you know, when we're going to go through our show today, we're going to explore many of the traits and characteristics or themes that have been um, researched and documented by researchers who are looking at what we would consider maybe traditionally or typically high achieving women. They look at women in high, high end leadership positions. They're looking, researchers are looking at C-suite executives. They're looking at the kind of the anomalies in those businesses or occupations that really mark success in a social yeah way? like what a so, like a like a yeah like a societal yes societal social societal way mm-hmm. yeah or they go and they do a survey of all of the graduates of the Harvard Business School right and then they tell us what that what so they really are in those pretty finite narrow definitions of success and achievement. And we want people to think more expansively. Yeah. And what's interesting, though, is when you when we're going through uh, kind of what makes a high achieving woman tick, know that the research is based on these women who are in these high powered positions. And I feel like it. But I but personally, I feel like it applies to every single woman. I do, too. I I do, too. And so 
do you want to dig into those traits just a little bit, maybe yes. an overview? Um, because they are, there are things that I think are going to be familiar to our dear friends out there. Five key themes that women, high achieving women sort of possess or use to approach their careers and their lives are the very things that we talk about in the show all the time. And I kind of think of these as almost like character building blocks, Mm -hmm. like really fundamental things about the character that you create for yourself. Yes. Yes. And they are agency, authenticity, connection, self-clarity, and wholeness. Mm -hmm. So again, these women in these C-suite positions are saying, look, the way I approach my life and my work are with these five themes. And they heard, they researchers found this over and over and over and over again. And I would argue, Again, that's that's basically everyone I know. They're on the path to mm-hmm. harnessing harnessing and exploring those five things. And, and so we're going to do that and today. And developing themselves and their characters in a way that create more of this. And this is a foundation for moving into other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, we should say that this research comes primarily from the Center for Creative Leadership. Yeah. Yeah which is really a cool uh, website and resource. And they publish all kinds of, of um, research and they do have a fair bit of information about women. So certainly look in the show notes for the link to this mm-hmm. art, to the, to their website. Um, but it is interesting. I'm really looking forward to digging into these five themes because of what you said just there, Kirsten, they are the building blocks. Yeah. They're the building blocks for so much. And when we start to master them, the it they're like the keys that open up doors. I was like, really am are. I mixing metaphors? No, at this point? no, they really are. It's like I always say this to my clients, and they're going to hear this. The ones that are listening and laugh at me, but I'm always like, you know, business law is like Mexican food. Really, you just <laughs> need some tortillas and some beans and some rice, maybe whatever. And I think this is the same way. It's like these are the kind of fundamentals about how we create success and achievement at work. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about another cooking analogy. Do you remember? And it was like, once you are, once you know how to read a recipe, work the oven and you have the base, like have the tools, <laughs> you know, whatever you kitchen aid mixer, Let her you rip. can make anything. You can do it. And that's what's interesting <laughs> is high achieving women have identified these five things. Agency being the first one. Which is just one of, this may be, I love this one. Yeah. Why do you love it? Because it's so hopeful. Uh Uh-huh. Because all things are possible when you have agency. Because it's not about what anybody else is going to do or say or tell you or prevent you or whatever. Mm -hmm. It really is all about you making a decision to, you know, chart the course of your own life, pilot your own destiny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's really just like, yeah, this intentional actions to take that you're taking towards achieving this goal that you've identified. Mm -hmm. I love it because agency to me is such a fundamental part of the abundance mindset. Yes. That the world or that life is not happening to you. Your career is not happening to To you. you. That you are in so many ways in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. But you have to. And these women that were studied believe you know, that wholeheartedly that they are in the driver's seat. And that's one of these key components to their success. Because when you're in the driver's seat, you can analyze what you need to do. What are your next steps? What are your career steps? What are you what do you need to ask for? What challenges do you need to ask for? It just 
puts you in this place of being able to create the thing. Yeah. It also agency, that that belief or that mindset um, puts you in the place where you're more willing and able to take steps to being, uh, to exercising authority or saying yes or no to things. Or taking an opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That internal, that internal drive or that internal energy. Mm-hmm. Right. And Kirsten, you dug in, you know what, listeners, every time I say dig in, you need to have a drink of brown liquor and you are just going to get loaded so by the end of the show. I listened to myself the other day and I was like, oh my goodness, I think I said dig in like 700 times on one of our most recent episodes. Anyhow, Kirsten, you were looking in to reading about (laughs) trying to find information about women who Mm -hmm. kind of embodied some of these Mm -hmm. traits or characteristics and you found some interesting information about ruth mahoney you want to say i did ruth mahoney i did look i was looking at successful women or high achieving women in the very conventional sense and trying to figure out like what did they have to say about Mm -hmm. these things so there's a woman her name is ruth mahoney she comes out of the banking world she's the president of Key Bank, Hudson Valley. She says one thing where I was kind of like, it's just a little helpful hint sometimes for success and achievement. She says, and she's been in banking, obviously very male dominated. She says she never feels like she's been in a man's world. And I was like, okay, Ruth, now a little denial will get you maybe some distance here. You because know what, you know, banking is a man's world. Banking please. is a man's world. Yeah. I want to say though, that I also uttered those words early on in my career. Like I don't feel like I've ever been... Uh, discriminated against because I'm a woman. And I have to say, it's because I didn't know what to even look for. Yeah. I hadn't been even exposed to what that, I hadn't been exposed to what it. You were just living in the soup and you didn't realize that that was the soup. Yeah. So I'll give Ruth that. Although, okay, come on, enough. she's a CEO in the bank. She's so fancy, she, I don't man. Know, I she don't, is fancy. I don't know if I should give her that, but she did have some good things to say about agency. She did. And what I like, she says when she says, giving, it, giving advice about achievement and success she says in your career she says decide what your career is be specific and be focused be a student of the business meaning understand it from all angles you need technical and business acumen to be successful she talks about making your aspirations known asking for feedback being open to feedback and the part that she says that I love is she says there's never precisely the right moment to speak up there's never precisely the right moment to share an idea or take a chance she says just take the moment don't tell yourself I don't feel like I'm ready it's not perfect that to me really defines agency yeah how tell me why Well, first of all, because she talks about the need to take steps to really understand your work Mm -hmm. and to be good at it, Mm -hmm. right? But then she talks about just do it, Mm -hmm. right? Have the agency to act, to step up, to step out, to ask the question, ask for something, whatever it is. Yeah, I agree. And I also like that she's saying look that don't let perfect be the enemy of the good Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. just own what you own own who you are you are in the driver's seat and take a leap Mm -hmm. which is also kind of part of this next theme which is authenticity right i love that one too being genuine being genuine and and being yourself Mm -hmm. um they couched it though as kind of sort of finding your style Mm -hmm. and your way and developing self-awareness again that's kind of what mahoney said figure out figure out who you are and where you want to go 
and gaining clarity about your values, which you know mm-hmm. we hammer on like crazy, right? Yeah. And that leads to this authentic self, really understanding who you are and then living in the world in a way that's true to that. I just think, you know, authenticity, if you don't know who you are, it's really hard to make decisions that are going to benefit yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't know who you are, really hard to pick a career. Like what you don't know, if you don't know what you like and what you're good at. Yeah. Hard to find a good fit. hundred percent. Right? <laughs> it's like, got to find a guy. got to have a good fit. And there is, you know, it was interesting when I was looking at, you know, successful women and high achieving women and things that they were saying, there was a woman at Hub Insurance, Kathy, Kathleen Tierney. I think it's Chubb Insurance. Chubb? What did I say? You said Hub. Oh my gosh. Cause there's a hub in town. Sorry. You know, what's hilarious though. The name Chubb. I just can't think of it. <laughs> you know, it's not a great name, actually. Who? Maybe it's somebody's it last Hub. name. It's Chubb Insurance with two Bs at the end. Yeah. Maybe it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I derailed, and as this, usual. No, this is good, though. It, what she said, which I really like, that I think comes fundamentally from authenticity, she, thought, she says that it is extremely important to be able to own up to apologize for and move on from a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I, whenever, and I hear that over and over, right? Don't we hear that over and over again in leadership, the importance of being able to make a mistake, to own up, to apologize, to do that thing. But it struck me when I was looking at that, that, that trait that the, you have to have some authenticity to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to know who you are, be comfortable with who you are so that the mistake is not so injurious to your ego that you can't handle it. Yeah. In fact, she even says if you're not making mistakes, you might be doing something. You might not be doing anything Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. You know that she's saying authentically just being so, again, comfortable with who you are and authentic with you, who you are so that you're able and willing to to test the waters to try take some risks yeah Yeah. and admitting mistakes is a huge risk it really is well it feels like a huge risk it really is it feels like a huge risk. i think it feels like it and i think sometimes it can be yeah i think there's a greater risk by not frankly yeah by not owning up yeah by not you know dealing with the mistake we have a i loved that episode on uh, making mistakes Mm-hmm. messing up the big f up mm-hmm. that's it it's interesting to me this um i did love that too i don't mean to move on without acknowledging what you said thank you i do want to say one more thing about tyranny though let's hear it i think that one of the two of the important parts of authenticity are curiosity and vulnerability mm-hmm. and mm. I th- you know i just think those are two like key things that come out of authenticity yeah, curiosity plus vulnerability in some ways mm-hmm. leads to this ability to own up to who you are mm-hmm. and also listen for cues and own up to your mistakes and own up to your successes too. And then as you're talking about those very things, Krina, like that ability, like not just is it good, like you're talking about it for yourself, mm-hmm. not only is it good for you, but I want to be around that. Yeah. Right. As, a, as your coworker, as your friend, I want to be around somebody who's like that because it just feels so good. Mm-hmm. Right. It's interesting, this combination of agency and authenticity, too, because I feel mm-hmm. like there are a lot. That's like, again, deep personal work to know mm-hmm. who you are mm-hmm. and know that you are in the driver's seat. And what's again and again, we hear 
from the research from women that we read or, you know, listen to that these this deep personal work is really necessary for your professional work, for your career, yeah. for your work work. Yes, yes. It's like, okay, it's you, you can't get away without doing it. No, you can't fake mm-hmm. it. You I mean, can't. I guess you can, but it's painful, man. Yeah, it it's sucks. painful. And it, it sucks to be around. Yeah. And it's funny, though. <laughs> it, it, I don't know why we've never drawn that straight line before after 80 some episodes that the deep personal, I mean, we have drawn it, but like, yeah, I want to, I want to come back to that in my own brain. Like I want to bookmark this drawing that direct line between the deep personal work to become authentic and recognize you have agency and then have the skills to exercise that agency in a way that doesn't leave casualties behind Mm -hmm. you serves you personally and professionally mm-hmm. it creates this whole human which i kind of is the the premise of what we were saying at the beginning of the show like these these are things that women who are in ceo positions say they work on all the time but it's high achieving women across all spectrums right are working on this these and are the these are the things that they're working on find valuable and important yeah yeah and the third one is sort of what you ties in something else you just said, which is it makes people, when you start to refine and build these muscles of, you also start to attract more people. Mm -hmm. And you get the third theme that these women um, name, which is connection, Yeah, right? That they they seek to focus on relationships both within work and outside of yeah, work. Yeah, right. Not just with their coworkers Mm-mm. and their workplaces, but with their families mm-hmm. and their friends. The importance of connections. Even really busy people who spend a ton of time at work will say over and over the importance of not just the workplace connections, but the out-of-work connections. That's right. The, just really that, the, that their success is in part because they've taken that time. To strengthen. So they have the connections. What does it give them, Karina? Oh, my God. It, well, first of all, I think it gives them perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives them other humans to be around, mm-hmm. which translates into some fun, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully some fun, some support, some community, some networking, mm-hmm. some new ideas, etc. I mean, frankly, I think that it, it also humanizes us, right? Yes. Totally humanizes us. Connections make us, it's kind of what it's, I don't know what it's, I was going to say it's like the hot sauce, but it's not. It's like the cheese on the lasagna. No, it's the cheese on the nachos. (laughs) It's the really important thing. It's the really important Mm -hmm. thing. And it's the thing that, you know, we net, we know networking, we know the importance of networking. Mm -hmm. We know the importance of getting, letting people in, letting people know you, giving uh, giving um, your time to others so that you can, for no other reason than to make that connection, it it nets all kinds of values in your personal and professional life. And I feel like my work on connections personally mm-hmm. has made my workplace relationships, both with my clients and my coworkers, so much richer and better. Like, I think I'm even a better lawyer because of the connections I have with my clients because they tell me stuff. 100%. Right? 100%. And so it's like not only is that rewarding to me personally to have, you know, deep, intimate relationships, but it also, I think, 
has made me a better lawyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I th- I see why people are working on these. Yeah, I can see why they're working on them, too. In fact, um, f- folks, if you want to think about how to make deeper connections, we do have an episode called The Importance of Human Connection because it's just such a tremendous um, gift to give yourself and others mm-hmm. when you start to communicate, connect in, a- in an authentic way with other people. I mean, I agree with you about that strengthening your work, too. I'm, I don't, I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. You know, I spend a lot of time by myself and that's fine. And the more I do that, the more nerve wracking it is to go interact with people. Right. I mean, I'm the kind of person that goes. Yeah. Like I kind of hide in the grocery yes. store so somebody won't talk to me. You, I know that about you. And you really do have to exercise that muscle get, or else it gets like, I don't know. Creaky. Atrophied. <laughs> it gets atrophied. But atrophied. what's crazy is when I do exercise it, it's, it's like I, I get, I, I, uh, when I have been exercising that muscle recently, and I really like it. I was going to say, it seems to, when you talk about those experiences, give you joy. Yeah. Like yeah. it makes you happy. Yeah, but I think it's because I'm connecting for no other reason than to connect. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. So I had, uh, here's an example. Oh, yeah, just for the Pope, the whole joy of connection. Yeah. Right. I, I had a great client, uh, like a interview, um, somebody who's looking for a facilitator. And I ended up talking to this guy for like an hour and a half and we had a cool connection on the phone. But turns out I th- we both agreed maybe they could find somebody else who would meet their needs, their facilitator needs a little bit more appropriately than I, somebody with a different set of experiences. And just recently I just reached out to him and say, hey, how did that go? And he and I ended up making a date for lunch. I've never met him face to face, but I'm just excited to make that connection with just, not necessarily any purpose but oh this cool person yeah, yeah. and I, but i guarantee it'll it will make me a probably better at my job the next time somebody like him mm-hmm. you know somebody with a similar request comes at me i get to learn more about his business he gets to learn more about me which might translate into more clients more work or just an interesting or maybe just a good time yeah or yeah. maybe just a good time yeah makes me a better person Makes me a better worker. Yeah. Makes me a better leader. And this issue of this, this like block, character block of connection Mm -hmm. is all through when you look at what successful high achieving women say about, about being, about that. They'll say leaders need to have really good people skills. They need to have good communication skills. Um, They need to be able to see other people. Um, It was, it's interesting. It's like ubiquitous. Yeah. They also need to be able to see um, trends. And I always say to my clients, you got to be able to see around the corner, what's coming around the corner or, you know, the big picture, et cetera. You can't do that alone. Mm-hmm. You you know, those connections feed that ability mm-hmm. to even predict. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I have some really good friends who I rely on to, like, shoot me the next interesting thing mm-hmm. in a text. So your friend. Yeah. So you've got friends who do that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just. Mm-hmm. Peppering you with stuff simply because you have a connection Mm -hmm. makes you better. Interesting. Makes you a high achiever. A high achiever. Does that make you a high achieving woman, Kirsten? You know what I have to say? I feel like I'm getting there. Oh. You know what I mean? Like if you say, are you a high achieving woman? I'd be like, in some places, yeah. But as a full like human, I'm like, I'm getting there. It's like yoga. You just get up every morning and do your practice and try and get there. You know, yeah, I, I don't know. If there's an end game. I don't know if there's an end, but the process. I'm surprised it's a to process. hear you say that. Look, I'm standing here in my power pose behind She's my in microphone, power pose. and if you'd asked me that, I'd be like, heck yeah, yeah, heck yeah. How do you know that? How do you know that was gonna be my because answer? Because we're just. <laughs> 
because that's you know that's where you and I are different. I know. Does that hubris? No. Is that the excess? No. Is that- it's excellent. It's co- it's confidence. It's beautiful, glorious confidence, and it should be. And that is absolutely correct. That's why I'm so. I mean, I, I yeah. Anyway, you know, I think it's like yoga for me, right? It, I just keep after it, man. Yeah. What's interesting, though, is this fourth uh, theme that high achieving women say they have is self clarity. <laughs> and I don't know which one of us exemplifies it right there. Me over here like, hell, yeah, I'm awesome. Uh, and you're like, well, I'm a work in progress. Which one of us is right? I don't know if either of us have self clarity. That's funny. Yeah, no, I think and I think the answer is yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's yes. We both have it. We both have, I think we both have self-clarity and I think both of those statements, you for yours and me for me, mine, are true. Yeah. And I would say if if you yelled hell yeah and I said I was a work in progress, that would also be true. Yeah. It's funny that mindset. But self-clarity, back to that, it does really mean an understanding of your values and your motivations and your behaviors. And I would say you do have self-clarity. I do have self-clarity. I am always really, really curious why I do some of the shit that I do. That's the thing, right? <laughs> well, that's self-clarity yeah, too. They absolutely. Actually, these researchers mm-hmm. defined it in mm-hmm. one in one of the ways they defined it was someone who has this desire to have a greater sense of self. So yeah, hundred percent learning and and dig and see. I almost said it. I almost said, so close. Nobody I gets to drink. It. Put your glasses down. Nobody gets to drink. <laughs> Karina didn't say the word. How do you build self-clarity though? You know, if that, that is one that, that really, you have to kind of rely on other people. You real I think that it's really good to get feedback. Uh-huh. You know, somebody once said to me, it's really hard to be a whole person when you're a hermit mm-hmm. because you don't have anybody to push up against to round out your edges, but. Or you just believe you're awesome. Like or me. Just, never talk to anybody just and just believe you're awesome. Live and- in a box and think you're <laughs> awesome. I really, I, I, for me, my self-clarity has come less from other people and more from myself, Hmm. particularly as I've gone from my, as I have left my 20s and 30s into my 40s and 50s. I really am deeply curious why I do things. And, And I have found that just by giving myself some time and space to reflect on those things, Mm -hmm. I can figure it out. I know why I said yes to that seventh assignment. I know why. I'm optimistic because I love that person. So now that I know those things, I cannot get myself in those situations as much. Yeah, that's true. And what you just said was kind of back to that original people who have self-clarity understand their values, motivations, and behaviors. Mm -hmm. Yep. I was thinking, and so in that case, you go back to, huh, I said yes to that because I know I value this and I feel this way and I'm motivated by this and that's how it how, how mm-hmm. I came to it. When I was saying it relies on other people, I think I was thinking of myself. Um, I frequently kind of read those cues or try oh, to. Oh yeah. So my self clarity and how it's, but it's more about like how, what are my strengths and weaknesses? Mm-hmm. How can I kind of understand the impact I have on others? How can I kind of modify so that I'm able to achieve what I want to mm-hmm. achieve? That's You've a, talked about that a lot, like giving more space for people, mm-hmm. asking curious questions, mm-hmm. um, not not so much charting the way, but giving the ability of other people to weigh in about where what the path should be. Yeah. Now, you talk a lot about that. And that is also self-clarity, mm-hmm. like recognizing that if I just charge ahead without the introspection, um, it doesn't it doesn't work for me and it doesn't work for the people mm-hmm. I'm connected to. Mm hmm. 
I completely agree. There is a woman who is a black belt and she's the managing director of an executive search firm. Her name is Stacy Moosey. And one of the things she says about a, a good leader, a high achiever, she talks about the importance of credibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. She talks about credibility. And I was like, wow, credibility. That's super interesting. But I think that this, when you talk about self-clarity, right? Mm-hmm. And even when you draw back a little bit on authenticity, I think those two things create credibility mm-hmm. because you're not telling people, you're not lying to people. You're telling people the truth about yourself. They can believe you. That's what I was going to say. They can believe you. Mm-hmm. They can believe you. Yep. That's interesting mm-hmm. because, and again, I'm thinking about women in power positions in leadership positions people who are traditionally these high achievers Mm -hmm. highly successful high achieving women and i don't i i know we have one more to go but i just wanted to toss this in here really quickly all of this stuff around clarity and authenticity and connection and um agency that's that's the person i want to be around Mm -hmm. that is a badass great friend great work coworker, mm-hmm. great sister great mama whatever mm-hmm. right and the stereotype of a high achieving woman is not that is not that no but that's where we get to the bias yeah that's where we get to the lie Right. Like even though if you're a high achieving woman, you must be a, you know, bitch. aggressive bitch with whatever. big shoulder pads. Right. And clomping right. around the office. Turns out not so Dragon true. Dragon lady. Yeah. Turns out not so true. Not so true. I don't doubt that they're not out there. I mean, I believe the dragon lady's out there, but I just think that she is much exaggerated. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I've just I, I don't She's I, much I, exaggerated. I know I hadn't thought. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that before. But just sitting here thinking about like shit man that i love that high achieving woman don't you i love her yes you do and especially because of this fifth trait which is where we come up uh, before we go to the fifth trait, i want to go very back to the beginning which is yes listeners this is you yeah like successful high achieving people want to be around you these are the things that you're cultivating in your life I mean, honestly, I think that is true. I think people who listen to the show want those things. 100%. And live their life that way. And they're, yeah, exactly. Also, I don't think they would listen to us. <laughs> You're a little squeaky. <clears throat> I don't think they would listen to us. You're yeah. a little squeaky. I got a little squeaky. There. Sorry, just sorry. Just a little squeaky. I love it. Okay, so this fifth trait of these beautiful, wonderful, high-achieving women is wholeness, which is kind of all of it, right? It's kind of all of it. But the research really talked about this concept of wholeness as a matter also of balance, of work-life balance, yeah. right? That it's not just that you're about work. And now what's what I love about, and I want to, I don't think we've said this yet, so I'm going to say this. Of the women who in the study, not all of them felt that they had achieved all of these things. They're working on them. Right. They're they important were, to them. They were important to them and they were working on them. But this concept of wholeness, the ability of having different roles in your life beyond work, like an outside of work life, not that they're not integrated and you're the same person in both places, but that you just have them, that you have something in your life more than work, that 
it is really, and then it comes back to, too, this kind of broader definition of success. Mm-hmm. You know, success really isn't just about uh, do you have the highest level job or the highest paying job or the whatever. It's about your whole life. Yeah. And, and again, these high achieving women value setting priorities and, you know, valuing their commitments outside of work, having an identity outside Outside of work, being able to say no to things that are in opposition to this, you know, to your whole self. And also, being able to even turn away from things that no longer serve you. You know, when I was when I was doing the research on this show, these things came up, these these common things came up over and over again. Um, the your commitment to constantly learning, right? Mm-hmm. Your ability to know your strengths and to really use them and to compensate for your weaknesses, your ability to understand failure mm. and the power of failure. Um, perspective, like not sweating the small stuff. Um, there's something else in here that I want to talk about that I don't want to lose. And I feel like sometimes I get a little obsessive about this in my own life. And so maybe you're going to check me on this, Krina. But this idea, you said tenacity. Mm-hmm. There's also, you know, resilience, yeah, grit, yes, commitment, uh, stress tolerance. You know, there's something in this mix in this recipe, if you will, for success and achievement that is that. Yeah. You know, I don't, I just, I think sometimes I put too much on that. You know, I can be too like gritty and too like, like, you know, tenacious, tenacious or whatever. Tenacious K. Tenacious K. But I do think there's something in this melange about that, that, those, that element, that thing, that energetic grit or resilience or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, because when you're backed by these building blocks, mm-hmm. when you're backed by uh, deep connections, with, when you're backed by this authentic self, when you have self-clarity. You understand your agency. Exactly. Then you are also, you know, getting in there, digging in. I said it again, drink. <clears throat> you know, get that you know that's again it's building blocks it it allows you to be tenacious Mm -hmm. it allows you to have that grit but i think you're also saying look you can be you can spend all of your time and energy focusing on developing these five things and you also if you're going to be a high achieving woman you also need to have some is that what you're also saying that's what i'm saying and then you also need to have some of this grit Grit. or this resilience or this stress tolerance or whatever and i think when you have these five kind of building blocks, right? All of these other things necessary to success really come pretty easily. Yeah, they follow. Right. They follow the ability to understand your mistakes, the ability to, you know, be strategic, the ability to not sweat the small stuff. All of those things that we've been talking about really come so beautifully and so much other yeah. deliciousness out of those five things. Including, I'm going to say it, ease, meaning, enjoy. Giddy up. Wrapping it up. Wrapping it up with the theme. Is there anything else you want to say? I just closed us out. No, I love it. Thank you, friend. Thanks, friends. Thank you, high achieving women. Bye, successful ladies. We love ya. Krina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Krina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 